Welcome to the Grace for This City podcast. We're helping you turn your city upside down. Hey, I'm your host, Justin Goff. Stay tuned. We got a great show for you today. All right. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Grace for This City podcast. I'm your host, Justin. Hey, we're helping you turn your cities upside down. How are we doing that? Well, we're giving you scriptural scriptural motivation and strategies so you can get out there and get some stuff done for your king, King Jesus, that is. And I'm telling you, friend, he wants to recruit you into his army of people who are advancing forward right now. Trump, 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 not President Trump, but Trump, Trump, Trump. That was a promise. They said, what's that sound? Trump, Trump, Trump. Well, that's the sound of an army rising up. And that was their footsteps. Hallelujah. And, uh, you know, there's the Trump train or the Jesus army. Hallelujah. (laughs) No matter what, let's be on the side of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And we give you praise for that. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. And um, I believe we've got some stuff that will bless you today. Hallelujah. And we want to help you turn your cities upside down. You are being empowered to go out there and make right wrongs. Sometimes I go back and I listen to podcasts. I say, I said that backwards. It's easy to say it say it backwards. But what we're doing is we're making right wrongs. We're turning wrongs upside down. We're writing, making right a bunch of messes. And the devil is a mess maker. He's a perverter. He's a twister. And uh, so, you know, it's not necessarily cleanup. We're not following him around, just cleaning up every mess that he's make making uh, because we're not led around by need. But I'm saying that God is strategically getting you out there to get some stuff done to advance the kingdom. And that's where we are connecting and hooking up with. Hallelujah. So, amen for that. Well, I've got something for you this morning on the podcast. And uh, October the 28th, 2021, we are living in significant moments, my friend. Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. Like, you know, you we, we, we would read about things. We would read about our you know, giants in the faith. We read about men and women of God who did these exploits. And sometimes we wonder, well, when was our moment? Hallelujah. Well, listen, you were born for such a time as this, and you are in significant historical movements right now, as far as the kingdom of God is concerned, and even otherwise, but specifically that. And so press in there, friend. Get in your place. Find out what grace is operating in you and then get going. Hallelujah. And this is going to help you. So I want to um, go over this here. And I had titled this Awakening Vision. Of course, there's a there's two. That's kind of a play on words because, uh, number one, we want to talk about vision and how he is our Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit. He's covenanted with us to be our provision. Okay, we're going to get into that. But then the the play on the words is, Listen, you and I have to get a vision for the awakening. Something's stirring right now, friends, and we need to go ahead and receive it. Let's 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 get the plans downloaded right now. We got to have a vision for this awakening. Hallelujah. Listen, don't just look out here uh, with your natural eyes and observe the landscape and get all sad and depressed. No, man. Hallelujah. Not at all. God has a plan and it is going to be amazing. Oh, what a planner. Oh, what a plan. And I'm telling you, it's it's progressive in this sense. It's from faith to faith, glory to glory, grace upon grace. Listen, uh, that scripture in Proverbs says that it just gets brighter and brighter and brighter. The path of the righteous, come on, it's ever increasing. 
even until like the noonday, where it's like that's the high point of the sun, where it's the brightest. That's our trajectory, friend. Listen, there are no dark days in Christ. We are living in significant moments of the glory of the Lord, lifting up upon you. Oh, Father, we give you praise for it. In the name of Jesus, and I pray even now that your people would get a vision, a Holy Ghost vision of the awakening that is upon us. Hallelujah. And then help us, Lord, to awaken vision. Proverbs 28, 18, it says, where there is no vision, one translation adds prophetic vision, which I think adds a lot of clarity to that thought there. Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. Oh, my goodness. Listen, uh, I mean, you just look around. You can find people who are casting off restraint as fast as they can get it off of them. Psalm 2, it talks about you know kings and rulers of the earth. They're conspiring against one another. How do we cast off restraint? How do we cast off the restraining ones? Listen, friends, you and I, if you're born again, and if you're not, don't delay except Christ today in the name of Jesus. But uh, if you and I are born again and in the body of Christ, we're part of that restraining force. And there are strategies, uh, there are plans and schemes that are trying to figure out how to get past the restraint. Listen, don't you budge. Don't you move. Hallelujah. You know, if this is, uh, if you're a pastor or a leader uh, or, you know, the Lord's using you significantly in, a, in an area, a territory, a region, a state, uh, you know, if you're a nationwide leader, whatever, uh, listen, don't budge. Hallelujah. I know all hell is coming against you be, because they're trying to remove restraints, restraints, anything that restrains their operations. They don't like, uh, but don't you budge friend. You hold fast to your calling and your assignment. You hold fast to the mandate. You hold fast to the word of the Lord. You occupy your place in the spirit and don't you flinch. Don't budge. Hallelujah. You're restraining a lot of things. You may not get thanked for it. And some things you may not even have the knowledge of, but I'm telling you, as long as you are immovable in your assignment and your mandate, what God's called you to do, you're, you are holding back a lot of things. And of course, the devil doesn't want you to know that, uh, but know that. Anyways, so people cast off restraint. We're seeing that right now. They don't have any prophetic vision. I think another translation says that basically where the movements of God are not known, people cast off restraint. And uh, God's wanting to give you vision of what he's doing so that you don't cast off restraint, but rather the opposite, you embrace restraint so you can stay right on your course. Hallelujah. The NLT says that when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. That was the uh, New Living Translation. The Passion Translation says this, where there is no clear prophetic vision, people quickly Quickly, it adds that nuance to it. And I would agree that that is accurate. People quickly wander astray. But when you follow the revelation of the word, heaven's bliss fills your soul. Oh, the passion, such poetic language. Vision is a restrainer. And uh, to have knowledge of God's plans and his purposes, well, the knowledge of that would reduce guessing. And obviously, that would help you to zero in on a particular course of action. I don't encourage you to guess anyways. If, if you do lack wisdom, James says, ask. And maybe you need to posture yourself for a time uh, to where you're not going to be tossed around by every wind. Come on. Brace yourself in between 
the time you release your faith to receive wisdom concerning direction, brace yourself to sit still for a moment until the revelation of that comes. I mean, let's just pick something out like Daniel. Okay, Daniel prayed, and what did he do? He didn't give up 10 days later. He didn't give up 12 days later. He didn't give up, come on, 15 days later. He didn't give up 20. He didn't give up 25 days later. Listen, he didn't give up. He made his petition. He released his faith and he postured himself. Come on, until he received, come on, the answer, the knowledge, the wisdom, the manifestation, whatever, of the result of his faith, his petition. So don't be like these ones in, in, in the scripture who quickly wander off. Listen, if you're ever in a moment, now I would encourage you to just develop a consistent abiding in him. And uh, some of our mentors, I've, I've heard, heard them say that in all the years that they've followed the Lord, they've never waited over three days for an answer. Uh, you know, obviously they're not bragging. And I'm not saying that they're any better than Daniel, say, who waited 28 days. But, but, but the point is, develop a consistent, a constant abiding in him and your confidence that he hears you. You develop that confidence. Remember what Jesus said? He said, Father, I thank you that you hear me. And he was referring, you know, this is where he was um, at uh, Lazarus' uh, tomb. And he was referring to a statement he made three days ago that this wouldn't end in death, but this would result in, you know, God getting glory. Well, he was talking about that. He said, God, I thank you that you heard me. Three, three, three days ago that, that, that you heard me. Then he went on to say, I thank you, Father, that you always hear me. He had developed, come on, a confidence, and he had developed this place with the Father that he knew, Father's always listening. Father always hears me. F Father is hearing me now. Father heard me, hears me, is hearing me. You need to develop that, friend. And that way, you won't be so quick to, wan to wander off. Like, listen, at this point, who, who am I talking to? I don't know. There's several people watching the live feed now. And if you're listening, listen to me. You've probably been in this for a while. There's a good chance. Now, if you're a new believer or if you're an unbeliever, don't delay. Accept Christ today, friend, before this podcast is over. Call out, humble yourself, call out on his mercy and ask him to come in by way of the Holy Ghost and cause you to be born again. Don't delay, don't put that off. But listen, if you are a believer and you've been walking with the Lord for some time, Listen, it is not appropriate for you to be wandering astray just because you didn't get an answer in a day or two. It is inappropriate now at this point for you to just be freaking out, losing all hope. Get a hold of yourself. And if you are in a period of time where you've asked for wisdom and you haven't got it yet, just anchor yourself. Hallelujah. It's okay. You're going to get it and you're going to hear. Hallelujah. Make that your confession. This is what I say. I say, um, you know, whenever I need an answer, whenever I need wisdom, because, you know, James says, let him ask. So what I'll say is, uh, I thank you, Father, uh, that the wisdom concerning the thing or about the situation, whatever, I thank you that it's working in, in, in and out. And I receive it by faith while it's still a mystery. Hallelujah. Come on, get your faith pulling that thing in. Hallelujah. Don't ever, don't ever lose your wits because you're in a little blip of time where you're not exactly sure what you're supposed to be doing. 
Now, um, of course, this is not <laughs> this is not ultimately what I want to talk about this morning, but I think it's helping somebody. Listen, um, always, always, if you're if you're ever wondering what you're supposed to do next, but you don't have full confidence that you have direction yet, just go back to the last thing you knew and just be busy doing that. Not busy. That's 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 the wrong word. Um, but be active, uh, be found faithful in at least the last thing you knew he said. And if you're faithful there and you're bringing that to completion, he will be faithful to give you the next steps to lead you and to guide you. Make sure that you've, you finished up the last thing for sure. Hallelujah. I'm telling you that is, that is fail safe. That is, um, tamper proof right there. Just do if you don't know what you to do next, just make sure you are doing, actively doing. You are going back and bringing it back up, refreshing yourself with at least the last thing you knew he said to do. Hallelujah. All right, so don't wander. That's, that's what we were talking about. Uh, follow, the passion says, follow the revelation of the word and bliss will fill your soul. Hallelujah. So again, vision is a restrainer. And to have the knowledge of God's plans and purposes will reduce guessing. And I know a lot of people say, well, you know, you just never know. His will is so mysterious. Well, the Bible says in Romans, don't be a fool. Know God's will. Uh, so listen, if he's withholding his will from you, but then telling you to don't be a fool about it, well, then God's got problems. And we know he doesn't have problems. We're the ones, okay? We're the ones who can make the mistakes, but praise God, we can correct them <laughs> by his grace. We can make these things right and get right back into the flow. But listen, it is totally scriptural that you and I can be right in the middle because we have full knowledge uh, of what he's wanting us to do in the moment. I'm not saying that you'll know everything about tomorrow, but I'm saying that uh, you should have everything you need to be found faithful concerning what his will his mission, his mandate, whatever he's doing, particularly as it concerns you, but then as your work leads and partners and blends and is associated with other works, you will have all the knowledge and revelation you need to be faithful in it. Um, when you know what you are to say yes and amen to, you'll know exactly what you need to say no to. Hallelujah. And I want you to practice. Say this, I say yes to God's direction, and I say no to distractions. Let's say that again. I say yes to God's direction, and I say no to distraction. When you know what your yeses are, come on, you'll know what your no's are. Or we can say it, when you know what to say no to, come on, you'll have very clear vision on what you're to say yes to. One more thing, uh, or one more time, yes to his leading, no to disappointments. I want to talk about that for just a second. Yes to his leading. That's what we always say. And say it by faith. I say yes to his leading. His leading is working in, in me now. I will know exactly what I'm supposed to do when I'm supposed to do it. Remember that verse where he said, you know, when you're brought up before kings or rulers or whatever, uh, don't worry about what you're going to say in that day because in the moment, you're going to get exactly what you need. Hallelujah. That needs to be that constant um communication we have with father that we, we we are communing with him we're in fellowship with him we're in relationship with him 
He hears you and you hear him. Hallelujah. I don't have to be afraid of anything. Unction is going to come. I like that. It's kind of an old word. But uh, in my inner man, up from my inner man, it'll light upon my mind. I'll know exactly what's to come out of my mouth. Hallelujah. But no to disappointments. We don't want to be disappointed. This would be an uh, this would be a uh, opposition. It this would be something that sets itself up to resist or to counter or to contradict. So disappointment, hallelujah, disappointments are a strategy against you. You're not going to miss your appointments. Why? Because you hear God and you follow Him. And the voice of a stranger, you don't follow. Hallelujah. You're not going to miss any appointments because you're not being distracted by strangers' voices. Remember the prodigal son? He attached himself to a stranger. That's not you. You are not a prodigal. You are not a waster. Come on. A lot of people think prodigals backslidden, and I suppose it can include that, but it's actually waster. You're not going to waste God's resources. You're not going to waste uh, his blessing. You're not going to waste time. We're redeeming time, so we're not wasting time. We're maximizing time. Hallelujah. We are not wasters uh, because we're not going to be led about by strangers. Strangers do not entice us. Come on. We're, we're not enticed by strangers. Hallelujah. I just released that in the name of Jesus. We're not enticed by strangers. Strangers do not distract us because we're not enticed by them. We don't know them. I don't know you. You're a stranger. I'm not, I'm not enticed by you. Hallelujah. I follow the voice of my father. I know the voice of my shepherds. And I say shepherds with a plural because God has put people in our life. He defines relationships. When he says this person, uh, let me say it like this. When he, when he defines somebody in your life, and maybe he'll define them as leader. He'll define them as friend. He'll define them as uh, spouse. Hallelujah. Don't miss that definition. He'll define them as a uh, voice, maybe prophetic voice. He'll define them as a uh, um, uh, shepherd. Uh, don't despise those assignments. He, he's orchestrating relationships. We yield to his definitions. And so when I said shepherds, plural, then we don't follow the voice of strangers, but we give ear to those that God has brought into our life to help lead, to help guide, come on to help shepherd. Um, you know, and in many arrangements, you know, there are multiple pastors say, you know, there are multiple levels of people that God can use be, because they're tried, true, they're faithful, they're trusted. Come on, they're appointed and anointed. Thank you, Father, for that. Uh, they are uh, acknowledged by the Holy Ghost. Uh, these voices we would give ear to. Strangers, not enticed by. You know, I just find it um, sad. You know, it's um, it should be adjusted, and I believe that people are. But, you know, God's put people in their life literally within arm's reach. Uh, but they would rather tune in to strangers on the, on the television uh, they would rather write prayer requests into people that don't even know they exist. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. There is power in corporate prayer. But understand what I'm trying to say is like you, many times people dishonor or devalue those that God has literally arranged right around them uh, because they want somebody famous or, you know, they, 
they would rather, you know, hear the word of the Lord from somebody they don't know rather than hear the word of the Lord from somebody that they could be held accountable to. Just we need to uh, make some adjustments in those areas. Hallelujah. God has put people within reach. Everything you need is within reach. Remember in Deuteronomy, he even made that clear because he was combating and confronting and renewing their mind concerning this this thought that they had. In fact, let's, let's just turn there since I'm on this. Hallelujah. But in uh, Deuteronomy and in verse 30, he said, for this commandment, which I command you today, is not too mysterious, nor is it too far off. He said, it's not in heaven that you should say, well, who can go there and bring it? Or, you know, who, who can go there and get it and bring it back? Or who can go up there and bring it to us? He said, nor is it out beyond the sea that you should say, who will go over there for us and bring it to us that me, we may hear it and do it. But he said, no, the word is very near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. Now I want to apply some of the uh, revelation that that passage brings to us to what I was just saying. Listen, the people that you need in your life are not way over there. Now there's great ministries and we can go and I go and you should go to uh, get in other streams and tap into anointings. But what I'm saying is everything you need is within reach. It's not too far off. Your shepherds are not so so far away. No, they're within reach. The word of the Lord is not far off. No, it's within reach. And in fact, it could come from people that you have not uh, appreciated. God can speak to you and wants to speak to you and wants to minister to you through the people that he've, he has arranged right around you. Hallelujah. Listen, I'm not saying don't call up so-and-so or don't go visit so-and-so, but I'm saying put extra value on those that God has put right near you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for it. So we're not going to be disappointed. Uh, that's a strategy against us. And again, we're not going to be disappointed because what we're talking about is having prophetic vision, and it's going to help us put on restraint. It's going to enforce boundaries and perimeters. Come on. Those aren't bad words where we don't get off track. No, we're going to have knowledge of a thing. And in fact, we're going to have such clear knowledge of what we're doing that we are going to embrace boundaries and parameters because we're so committed to succeeding in the thing that God has revealed to us. That uh, these, these, these boundaries will not be negative to us. We won't see them as taking the fun out of life. Rather, we'll see them as supporting our success and our victories in what God has called us to do. Ephesians 2.10 says, We are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do, come on, those good works which God predestined or planned ahead of time. Don't get all weird on that word. For us, taking paths he prepared ahead of time, thank you, Jesus, that we should walk in them living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. That was the Amplified. Thank you, Amplified, for the nuances. Hallelujah. So um, here's, um, here's a, a point that I want to drive home. God is committed to being our pro 
provision. Our provision. Now, a lot of people think that in terms of like items, uh, things we need, food, clothing, shelter, transportation, whatever. While provision is in, those things would be included within the scope of prov provision. The idea of provision is the ability to see ahead. And Isaiah 46.10 says, says this, only I can tell you the future before it even happens. Hallelujah. Listen, you've got to believe that. And he's the only one who, who, who can do that. Don't for one minute even believe the lie that these fortune tellers actually know anything about the future. Here's, here's what they do. They work, I'm talking about psychics, fortune tellers, enchanters, whatever, whatever you want to call them. Here's all they can do. They work with familiar spirits, the good ones. They work with, and I say good loosely, <laughs> uh, the ones that have developed their witchcraft. Uh, they work with familiar spirits that have knowledge about a person. But all they can do is project or predict. Uh, some people are so consistent that uh, demonic spirits can read them like a book. Like they can predict their next five years because these people are, are so consistent. And that may be due to certain bondages and entrapments and habits and patterns. But all the demonic realm can do is make predictions. The Bible makes it very clear that only, come on, only God can tell you the future before it happens. Now, he can give that information, that revelation knowledge to an angel. He can give it to the Holy Ghost. Obviously, we found that out, that the Holy Ghost is searching all the things uh, of the Spirit of God. And he knows those hidden things. They're not hidden unto the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost has permission. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. But God is the only one who knows the future before it happens. And he's covenanted with us to be our provision. He said, look, I'll come and covenant with you. And one of the things I'll do is I'll give you the strategic advantage. I'll give you knowledge from time to time. I'll give you advanced knowledge of what's, of what's coming. Now, you can understand, friend, how that is strategic advantage. That gives you the upper hand. You are forewarned. Come on. Therefore, you can be forearmed. Uh, forewarned, forewarned gives you the, the ability and the tactical advantage to be uh, prepared or forprepared, prepared ahead of time. I'm telling you, you're going to take the devil by surprise. Hallelujah. Now, again, psychics, palm readers, fortune tellers, all that kind of garbage. It's trash. It's garbage. All it is is predictions. And there's some legalities there. If you give a demon spirit legal permission, like a, like a false prophecy, say, and a false prophecy in, in terms of what I'm talking about would, would, would be a prediction. It would be a curse, a prediction. But if you yield to that and you say, I want that or whatever, then you give legal access to these demon spirits to begin to maneuver you. And they will begin the work to bring about the prediction. But it, but it, it, it doesn't mean that it's the knowledge of the future because there's no demon in hell. Unless they got it from God, there's no demon in hell that has any knowledge about the future uh, other than what's already been revealed. And this is what's so interesting too. I may be getting ahead of myself, but when you go and you read what David wrote about, and David said, all the days of my life were written in a book that's in heaven. And, uh, 
that book is sealed. Hallelujah. But Holy Spirit has access to it. In some ways, your angels have access to it. Uh, whoever the Lord gives access to it has access to it. And whoever he has not given access to does not have access to it. Listen, if there was a file room, let's say uh, figuratively, let's say that there was a fire, a file room with filing cabinets, and in, in these cabinets were files, and in one of those drawers was uh, your name, and in that file is uh, the knowledge about the things that he has prepared for you. Remember, we just read Ephesians 2.10 where he said he's already gone into your future and he's already prepared things. And let's say that those prepared things are in this file. Who's in that file room? Who has access to that file room? We have a file room here in our ministry and uh, it's locked up and it's doubly locked up. There's locks on all kinds of stuff. Why? Because only certain people have access to those files. There are some sensitive things in some of them files, and uh, but not everybody has access to them. Listen, who has access to the book that contains knowledge of your future? You will never see a little demon imp in the heavenly file rooms. And you know this is figurative. I don't know if there's a literal file room, but I but you know we're just using this to explain something here. But you will never. Come on, you will never, ever see a demon imp who has snuck in through heaven's guards, who snuck past this giant of an angel, come on, guarding the heavenlies. You will never see a little demon imp who has got the code to the lock on the door, who has a copy of a key. Never will there be a demon imp that can sneak into the file room, crack open your file, and like via an act of espionage or something, get knowledge of your future. It won't happen. It will not happen. It cannot happen. You have to believe that with all your heart, that God's plans for you are private. They are secured in him. And only him, come on, the Holy Ghost, and whatever's been revealed to angels or whatever, and I can, I can, I can guarantee I can guarantee, guarantee that there is no heavenly angel who's meeting up with little demonic imps at a picnic table somewhere in a public park and exchanging secrets for money. That's not happening. That is not happening. There is no leaked information out of the heavenly realms uh, that is... Uh, getting over to the realms of darkness and somehow they're preempting what heaven's doing. Not happening. Fake news. <laughs> oh man, I'm telling you, God's knowledge of the things that particularly concern you are protected. Hallelujah. Now, because he only knows, when we get over to say uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, and we find out that he knows the thoughts that he thinks towards us. He knows the plans. Don't you know he knows the plans? He wrote them. He knows these things. And we know from that passage of Scripture that it's his heart to give us that future. I'm turning there in my Bible right, right now. It says, uh, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, watch this, 
to give you a future. Listen, this is where he's covenanting right here. And I pray that throughout the course of this podcast, that your faith in this area is coming up to a whole nother level. Because listen, it is it, it, it is our time now to move with such, with such strategic advantages. Hallelujah. To be ahead, not by a few feet, but to be miles ahead of the, miles ahead of the devil. And the only way we can do that is to receive while it's still a mystery. Hallelujah. And what are Bible mysteries? They are hidden things, but they're not hidden from you. They're hidden for you until the time of their revealing, until the their appointment of revelation, your appointment with revelation. Now, when it con- concerns you specifically, uh, then God is going to give you the advantage by revealing to you things about the future nobody knows. And maybe literally nobody knows but you and God at the moment of receptivity of it. But I'm telling you this, nobody in hell knows. There's no demon that knows. Now, they have their projections. They have their predictions about what you're going to do. But listen, when you have knowledge of, of, of something, you can be getting in position. And all of a sudden, when you make the move, your enemy has no clue, especially if it's totally opposite of their predictions. Hallelujah. Remember what the Bible said of the Spirit, that it's like the wind. You can't see where it came from, and you don't know where it's going. All you can testify of is that it's been here, right? You see the leaves moving. You see the grass blowing. You see the trees bending. Hallelujah. You might even see the destruction, like in a hurricane, say, but you don't know where it came from, and you don't know where it's going. Listen, that's like that's going to be you and me in these days. The devil isn't going to have a clue where we came from. And he is not going to have a clue where we're going, but he's going to suffer the consequences of our of us being present. Hallelujah. We're going to show up on the scene and boom, hallelujah. We're going to do a thing. We're going to receive a thing. We're going to decree a thing. We're going to buy a thing or sell a thing. We're going to be here. We're going to do the, do do that. And as fast as we were moved in by the spirit, boom. We're off again onto the next thing. The devil's going, what's going on? What's going on? Can you imagine millions and millions and millions of born-again believers who are operating in this kind of strategic advancement, this kind of strategic operations, these kinds of um, strategic maneuvers? Hallelujah. The devil isn't going to know what's going on. None of these little imps of hell are going to have any clue of what's going on because they can't put their finger on where we came from. Hallelujah. And they can't tell where we're going because we're moving by way of the spirit. And I'm not saying like literally we're moving so fast. I mean, these are spirit beings. They're operating uh, at speeds that are different than our human bodies. Uh, I'm not saying that that won't be included. Uh, Literally translations, hallelujah, you're here there at the speed of light. Praise God for that. That will increase moving by way of the spirit. Uh, that's coming, but I'm more referring to the knowledge that you have and the knowledge that you begin to act on is setting the stage for you to be way ahead. In fact, we might even say light years ahead of darkness. Hallelujah. I'm going to say that again. These strategic revelations that we, you and I are going to be moving in and operating in in these days, hallelujah, are putting us light years ahead of the darkness. <laughs> I got to say it again. 
this revelation knowledge, this uh, opening up of the future, only God knows. And I'm telling you, he can give the knowledge of that to whoever he wants. But I'm telling you, his joint heirs are going to be the beneficiaries of that knowledge first. Okay, Even angels, the Bible says the angels are waiting to see certain things and to understand certain things. Listen, God is disclosing his secrets. Oh, thank you, Jesus, to his sons. <laughs> so this operation that you and I are being brought into, it's part of our work. It's part of our work. It's part of our work. This operation, this strategic level, um, this insight, this knowledge, this provision, increase in the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him and increase in the spirit of seeing and knowing has to do with such information and revelation that gives us the strategic advantage. And when we move in accordance, when we move in alignment with this level of revelation knowledge concerning how things work in the spirit, it's going to put us light years ahead of the darkness. Hallelujah. So press into this, friend. Press into this. You want to turn your cities upside down? Press into this. And uh, there are things that God is wanting done on multiple levels. You know, um, you know, if you want to just think of things in, in the natural, but things that have to do with lands and buildings, uh, receive the knowledge now concerning what, what needs to be secured, what land. You know, I'm thinking of, um, you know, this particular uh, passage where God had already given, what was this in Numbers? He had already given to his children. These were the ones, these covenant ones, okay? Covenant ones. Listen, God favors the covenant ones. But he had already given land. And he already, he already gave them, come on, he already gave them the right of possession. He already gave them the word of possession. Of possession. And they weren't even living on it yet. But here he gave them land. And uh, listen, they had the strategic advantage because they already had the uh, knowledge. Other people didn't have any clue what was going on. But God gave them not. Listen, in particularly, God is giving the revelation knowledge. There's lands that need to be possessed. there, And because there are things that need to be established, either toward, torn down, rebuilt, or built up on these lands. And uh, resources, um, equipment, vehicles. Listen, all, it's all strategy. It's very strategic in these days. Uh, but as he gives you this advanced knowledge, you need to receive it and you need to press into not just the receipt of it, but you need to press into now the positioning. you got to be in the right position to take possession. He may have given you possession, but now you got to get the strategic Come on, the maneuvers to where you are in the right place at the right time to lay hold of the thing that he's given you the right to possess. And the devil, see, the devil, he, he's not going to be able to track you. And when you move by the spirit, <clears throat> he doesn't have enough time to block you. Again, uh, when you go back to what John was saying, that the spirit's like the wind. You don't know where he came from. Where did the wind come from? I have no idea, but he's on us now. Where is he going? I have no idea, but he's going to be upon somebody here in just in just a moment. You know, all, all of a sudden, you're kind of accosted by the wind. Where did it come from? I have no idea. I mean, you might be able to look at the trees and say, well, you know, it's blowing in from the east or whatever. 
But listen, the wind can change in just a split second. Just suddenly the wind changes. You can't track the spirit, basically. Now, those who are in step with the spirit, we, we are tracking with him. But we're, we're talking about to our opposition. They have no idea. Suddenly we're upon them. Suddenly we're in the right place. Why? Because you had advanced knowledge to be in that place. The enemy had no clue. Suddenly you were there. Suddenly you said the right thing. And suddenly that land was given into your possession. Suddenly you were here. Suddenly. Now, when I say suddenly, you had advanced knowledge of it. It wasn't a suddenly for you per se. It's a suddenly for them. And these are legal. Everything we're going to do is going to be legal. No, 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 nobody's going to go to prison uh, for breaking the law in this sense is the Holy Spirit will do things right. I'm not saying you won't face resistance because they hate Jesus, but that's a, that's different. What I'm saying is suddenly you're going to be maneuvered into a place. Um, you're, you're going to have a word. Come on. Cause, uh, the preeminence, his, his word has preeminence. So before there's a thing, there's a word. So you're going to have the advanced, uh, you're, you're going to have provision in this sense. You're going to have the word of the Lord that will have to be declared about a thing. That word will go forth and it will begin to realign whatever needs to be realigned because his word has preeminence. And when you release the command of the Lord, okay, he said his word would not fail. It will prosper in the thing into which it was sent. So when you release the word, then things in the natural have to realign themselves. And as this shifting, man, if we could put a sound to it, I would think, I'm just making this up. This, this is not a thus saith the Lord. But when the word of the Lord goes forth and then it begins to alter and adjust because everything has to align itself in reference to or in accordance to the word. If we could put a sound to it, I would think it would sound like, like bones popping. Crack, crack, crack. These adjustments are being made because stuff has been out of line. Stuff has been out of place. And when you release the word of the Lord, it's like a Holy Ghost chiropractic adjustment. Hallelujah. Something, a pressure has just been put on these structures to shift them in the right order and arrangement. The legal word of the Lord comes forth first, and it sets the precedent by which other things have to realign. And then all of a sudden, you in the natural, you begin to, by way of the Holy Spirit, you begin to get maneuvered, right, at the right place at the right time, and you may be standing in front of somebody or in a situation or in a boardroom or in a bank office or whatever. And because the word of the Lord has already gone ahead of you and made adjustments, you are right in the right place at the right time for the transference of possession. Hallelujah. Or the manifestation. Maybe the word of the Lord took on flesh, like with healing or something. Um, what I'm saying is you're going to be maneuvered in by way of the Holy Ghost. And people are going to go, where did you come from? What? How, and in the natural, it may not make sense. Hallelujah. But to you, it was making faith. Hallelujah. Something was changing. Substances were rearranging. Hallelujah. For you to have the advantage. Why? Because you're covenant one. He's covenanted with you to be your pro vision. And you are not wandering astray. You're not like those who are casting off restraint. No, quite the opposite, actually. We are preparing ourselves. Come on. 
and doubling down to see these kinds of demonstrations and manifestations. This is our work in these days, friends. This podcast is called Awakening Vision. Awakening Vision. I pray, hallelujah, that the anointing right now is awakening this in you. Oh, it's, it, it's, it's coming alive on the inside of you. You are not stuck. You and I are not stuck, friend. We are not stuck. He's got a million ways. Come on, to get a million dollars to us. He's got a million ways. He's got a billion ways to get us that property. He has a trillion ways. Come on, to get those resources to us. Our work now would be getting in the posture to hear the word of the Lord, press in to have the knowledge of the things that he has prepared ahead of time for us. Lord, reveal to me what's in the book. Give, give me knowledge of what's written for me. Give me, open up that book. I want to know. I want to know the, the paths, the paths, the plans, the purposes you have written down for me. I want the knowledge of that. The knowledge of that gives, it gives me, it gives me the advantage. Hallelujah. I want that. I, I need that. I need the word. I need the word. I need what's written. I need the word. Come on. What's written? I need that word right there. I need to know what's written because I need a word in my mouth. If you give me the knowledge of what's written concerning me, I'll put that word in my mouth. I will put that prophetic unction in my mouth. I will put that legal, come on, it's a title deed. It's a legal scripting. I will put that in my mouth. I will set forth the legal precedent for things to begin to move, rearrange, and adjust themselves, come on, so that that which is written concerning me will be manifested I will walk in the reality. There will be a reality. There will be the demonstration and the manifestation of that which was written because that which was written will take upon itself flesh. Come on, somebody. There will be a thing. <laughs> there will be a building. There will be lands. There will be ministry. Come on. There will be relationships, opportunities, doors open. There will be this kind of result. We will see with our own eyes that which was written. It will be done here. It will be done there. That will happen. That will be established. This will be torn down. That will be built up there. And there will be nothing, come on, the devil can do about it. Because we've moved in by way of the Spirit. We were in place by way of the spirit. There was a legal shifting by way of the spirit. You know, sometimes these demons, they don't even know. They don't, they don't even know. You know how laws, law, laws, law, let's see, laws, laws, <laughs> rulings, laws, you know how they change? Uh, because, you know, the legislature, you know, they're doing laws and this and that, and this bill gets passed. And sometimes you have no knowledge of it until maybe you know, if you don't stay up with what's going on at the local legislature, but you, you, you may not know that that law has changed until you have come up against the reality that now that adjustment in that law affects you in some, in some way. Uh, maybe like they, let's make this easy. Like they, um, like they changed the speed limit. Well, you, you, you don't have any knowledge of that, even though it's now legal precedent, and now they can write tickets in that section of the road 
in accordance to the law being changed. But you don't know. You, you, you didn't know the law was changed until you're on that section of road and you look up and you say, wait a second. This used to be 55, now it's 45. This is what I'm talking about. Is when you have knowledge, because he's covenanted with you to give you the provision, when you have knowledge of what's written and you take what's written, come on, you take what's written and you begin to make the decree according to that which is written, it becomes a law, come on, it becomes something that uh, is already in, being enforced and half, three quarters, all the demons, and particularly maybe the ones that are assigned to you, they may not have any clue. <laughs> oh, but I'm telling you, they're about to run into it. And listen, there are things in the spirit realm that are being enforced that they have to obey. Hallelujah. And I'm saying that when you get legal precedent from Heavenly Father, when you get that word and you release that word, things begin to get in motion and you're moving strategically by way of the spirit and all of a sudden you're maneuvered into a position and then they catch up to you finally because you're light years ahead of the darkness. They, they catch up and they're freaking out going, oh no, how are we going to stop this guy? No, no, no. And they're going to try and shift and shimmy and shake and do this and do that and then all of a sudden guess what they're they're gonna run into the law hallelujah and you say look right here it's a done deal guess what they already signed the title deed over to me <laughs> you're too late devil listen listen it's already it's done you're here you're at the bank things just changed all of a sudden the devil goes how in the world how in the world He's going, how, how, how in the world? How in the world? Hey, listen, devil, it's not of this world. <laughs> not of this world, brother. Or you're, you're not a brother. Um, may, maybe we would say that to the person who's being used by the devil to mock the situation. How, how did you do that? How, how did you do that? I'm not of this world. Hallelujah. And by the spirit, listen, it's only by the spirit, not by mine. Not by power, man's might. It's not by man's power. By my spirit, says the Lord. Hallelujah. That's how we get her done. By the spirit, he revealed something to me. I enforced, come on, I, I, I sh began to shift in accordance with the word. And then I was maneuvered strategically. Oh, man, I tell you, there's some stuff you and I are going to see this on. We're, we're going to see it. I mean, things are going to just be the possession of things. The, 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 the possession of things. It's not just about things, but you're going to be in the right place. And all of a sudden, they're going to write your name on it. Oh, it's going to make the devil mad because he had no clue. Lands, buildings, strategic investments, hallelujah, and lots more. I mean, those are just some of the words that I have to give it at this point. Oh, thank you, Father. Oh, we're about out of time. Uh, do, 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 do. Let me give you one more verse, I think, right now uh, to just support what we're talking about here. So we're awakening vision by the word of the Lord going forth today and by the anointing that's coming upon you to receive this, this word. Something's awakening in you. Hallelujah. You are not just going to see vision as just some generic, hopeful let me make something up and write it down and call it vision. No, 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 no. He's going to actually 
give you knowledge. Look at John 16, 13. This will be our last one. John 16, 13 in the Amplified Classic. It says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you. Oh, thank you for that guiding. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. He'll guide you into all the truth. Amplified adds the whole truth, the full truth. For he will not speak his own message on his own authority, but he will tell whatever he hears from the Father. He will give the message that has been given to him, and we could add for you. And watch this. He will announce and declare to you the things that are to come that will happen in the future. Hallelujah. God has covenanted with you. Listen, you, you need to lay hold to your covenant rights. He's covenanted with you to be your provision. He will, he will as part of our work. So press in. Don't be bashful. Don't be shy. Get in here by faith and begin to lay hold of this working right right now. Holy Ghost, Holy, Holy, Holy Spirit, he will disclose to you. Now, specifically, he's going to, those things which pertain to you. Remember that verse he says, he's perfecting that which concerns you. So specifically, Holy Spirit is looking over that book that God has written concerning you. The knowledge of what's in your future, Holy Spirit is getting well acquainted with. And he's the spirit of truth. And what he's going to do is he's going to take from that book. He's going to take from the knowledge, the knowledge of the future, specifically that which concerns you. And he's going to reveal it to you. So that it's not that you can just go squander it on yourself. No, 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 no. We're, we're, we're kingdom-minded folks, friends. We are soldiers in the Lord's army. We're not AWOL, okay? We're focused on Father's business. Like Jesus, we're passionate to work while it's still day. Okay, but he's going to reveal that, and you're going to take the knowledge of that, and you're going to be here, there, over here, and over there. You're going to be moved by way of the Spirit because the tactical advantage is getting you the knowledge where you're setting things up in advance, and you are not going to be disappointed. This is how we're not going to miss any appointments. God's giving us knowledge that's going to create great movement and momentum in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Listen, friends, that's my prayer today for you that you would step up and step into this operation in the name of Jesus. Hey, this has been the Grace for This City podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. What a blessing. I bless you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Listen, if we can assist you in any way, we would be glad to um, uh, do that. I'm telling you, one of the best ways that we can do that is we can pray for you. And so if you have a prayer request or something you would like some agreement on, hallelujah, Several ways you can reach out to us. Um, of course, you can go to the website, gracecitychurch.tv, and there's a prayer link. You can put a prayer request there or call us, 870-741-9099. Leave a message. Somebody will get right back with you. Hallelujah. I want to give a big shout out to those who have supported the podcast with your prayers. I covet those prayers. I ask for more prayer partners. Hallelujah. Would you pray for us? Would you take it on as an assignment? Would you partner with us in prayer? Would you lift us up, our church, our operations? Keep us in, in prayer, would you? Thank you. Uh, but, you know, if you want to take it a step further, other people have given. They've sown into 
uh, the podcast. It costs money to keep the podcast out there and do various things. But um, if you would like to join them, pray about it. But several ways that you can do that. You can go to the website, gracecitychurch.tv forward slash give. You can give right there. Or if you are in the United States, you can text to give 84321. That's 84321. Follow the prompts or snail mail it to us. P.O. Box 7, Harrison, Arkansas, 72602. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And until next time, my friends, be blessed. Be blessed.